So I ran into a couple situations recently that would be called bad in other people's eyes. I was afraid to talk about my bad times because I was afraid that it didn't make me look like an expert at what I was doing. But what am I an expert at is what I ask myself. Am I an expert at having perfect conditions all the time? And would that even make me an expert? Or am I an expert at navigating situations with grace? Because what's more important in your life? Are you always going to have more or are you always going to have perfect conditions? The answer is and we all know that your conditions will not be perfect. You will have ups, you will have downs. It doesn't matter where you are and it doesn't matter what level you are in your industry. You will have ups, you will have downs in the relationships that you have. You will have ups and downs in your healing journey. You will have ups and downs, and that's healing in a physical way or healing in a mental way, emotional way, spiritual way. There's always healing to do. You will always have ups and downs in your money and business. You will have, and that, that's even if you're at the peak of your, your industry, but you're miserable with what you do. That's a problem in business and money. You're making money in a way you don't like. Um, you, you, you'll have ups and downs spiritually where, where your faith wavers. And this is where I come in because the spiritual side of things is not necessarily a condition producing the condition of health or producing the condition of you having a relationship or good friends or you having uh, money or love. It's not, it's not the conditions, but it's the way the conditions come about. That's spirituality is the way. So if a person gets a lot of money in their bank account, but they get it by killing, stealing, and destroying, and they have a psychology that is desperate, that is evil, manipulative, and they don't know how to live with themselves anymore, is that person a true success? No, that person is not a success, even though they have an abundance of money. They just have an abundance of money. Now, take that same person who makes the same money as this other person, but he does it by synchronicity, grace, love, and expansion. Which one is a higher quality money that you make? We're talking about the quality here. And the quality of your life is determined by your spirituality. It is not determined by anything else. Spirituality is all mental. It has to do with the mind and it has to do with the soul. Or we can say the conscious thinker and the subconscious thinker in us. Or God and man. It has to do with those. Now how you relate yourself to the one power and how the one power relates itself to you is determined by how you think about things. How you think about things. Now, if you think about money as something that's very hard to get and it's a jungle out there and you have to scrap and fight, well, that's how your life is going to be. If you like that idea, go ahead. Go crazy on it if you like that idea of fighting. But if you're tired of fighting, if you're tired of working so hard and not getting any results or getting minimal results, if, you're, if you don't want the stress involved in doing this anymore, well, don't do it. Find a different way. And in order to find a different way, you have to have a different spirit to what you do. And that spirit produces different thoughts. Those thoughts color the mind. The mind 
produces the manifestations and your manifestations are going to be exactly reflective of the mind and spirit so your conditions come from your spirit so what spirit do you have while you do the things that you do what spirit do you have do you have a grinding spirit you can have that if that's fun for you if you like that do you have a graceful spirit where things come to you by God by synchronicity do you love the miracle minded way of doing things well that that can come to you that way you can do it any way that you want but the way you do it will determine the quality of your living so if you have a relationship the relationship is important you want good relationships but can you force a relationship can you make a relationship happen yeah you can is it beautiful no can you be together for 60 years with somebody and be in strife and anguish and hurt and pain the whole time yeah you can is it an accomplishment to be together 60 years that way not in my book can you have friends and a lot of people around you that you call friends but you don't get along or some manipulate you some people don't want you to really be around or they just tolerate you is that can that happen yeah would you call those friends is that the way you want to have friendships I don't think so so what I'm talking about here is I'm talking about the way you do things you can do things by grace or you can do things by force so in David R. Hawking's book power versus force he describes two ways of going about life he said he talked about how there are certain emotional states or states of mind like pride or fear or anger that are part of the forceful vibration where you have to work very hard to move things even just an inch or a centimeter then there's a there's a level of power which begins with courage it moves up to acceptance it moves up to to rational logic and it moves up to love and it moves up to enlightenment and those are quantum manifestations and the reason that these happen differently and the reason why you move forward much greater leaps and bounds with power is because you're dealing with a more vast energy field than you are when you deal with the pride or the ego or fear so that pride that ego that fear those are very dense states of mind now you can fight like hell and only move a small bit and in, in comparison to the world you'll look like you've made so much progress they'll celebrate you but inside you'll be dying it's hard to move forward by force it's impossible to sustain forward growth by force it will fall apart because how you get a thing is how you have to keep a thing and it's impossible to keep up the hard forceful vibration of of will to try to will things to keep together to stay together will belongs to the ego will on things belong to the ego now the will of God is different the will of God is God's will not the individual's will will is the ability to stay focused on something God is eternally focused on in a positive direction God is eternally focused and, and attuned to the vibration of perfection infinity expansion growth infinite perfection so the will of God has no problem manifesting itself 
It doesn't need help to manifest. It doesn't need force to manifest. It is already manifest. And so when you give your will over to the will of God, the will of God shines and expands because it is infinite already. So there's nowhere to go. There's nothing that you have to do. There's no more work. There's no more hard, treacherous, painful work. There's no more of that. All it is now is acceptance. Acceptance is easier than force. Because here's why. If you have a point A and then you have a point B. And you can imagine point A and then a line that goes from point A to point B. By force... What you have to do is you have to go from point A and struggle along the line. You have to hit one obstacle after another obstacle after another obstacle in a linear way. This is like counting to two million by number by numbers one, two, three, four, five, so on in a linear fashion. How long will that take? I don't know how long that would take. But if you said every number in one second, that would take two million seconds. That's a lot of time. So now there's another way to get to two million. You can take one, which we can say is the will of God, one, and you can multiply this by two million. Now what happens when you multiply one which is just oneness, God, we're talking about the will of God, one, by the very thing that you want, two million. You immediately get the number two million. There's a quantum leap. So rather than going from point A to point B and having to go through all of these obstacles, you leapfrog the obstacles and you go to two million and then you bring two million into the one. And when you bring the two million into one, you have two million in you. And now, rather than having to go out and get, you become a magnet. And those same things that you were fighting to go and get, those things are now fighting to get to you. The magnetism has attracted at a higher degree, at a higher level, at a deeper level, at a more serious level. They want you and they, they're magnetizing towards you quickly with speed why is that so this is a quantum way of of dealing versus uh individualistic way so it's starting from the the small point and going out and rather than starting small and going out we're going to start out and then go small we're expanding ourselves to the to the vision and then we're collapsing that vision into our single point of reference called i am so when we bring the vast reality of point B into point A, we have compressed a quantum reality into a single point. Now that wields power. And that's the reason why it's harder to go linear than it is to go quantum. We're dealing with a different dimension of reality when we go quantum. So quantum leaps, I would, that's the way, that is the way a quantum reality happens. So 
rather than working so hard, doing the hard work, needing to be the one who is the who has the the uh, results and be who has the um, ideas. Rather than being that person, you don't have to be that person anymore. The tea kettle is steaming. That must be symbolic. <laughs> so this is um this is a little talk about why spirituality is even important in your physical life, in your relationships, in your money, and in your health. Because it's not about what, it's about the way. What's the way of what happens? The way is the now. You're always in the moment. In this moment, are you stressed out? If you're stressed out, you are not using a quantum way of manifesting. You're feeling like you're responsible. You're feeling like you have to go from point A in the linear way to point B. You're looking at this journey, this long journey in front of you. You're thinking about time. Time has got you. It mentally got you. Time did. And so with you thinking about how much time will be required, how much work will be required, you're building these belief systems on what's linear. And guess what? Your mind restricts itself to your belief. Your mind restricts itself to what you believe. It restricts itself. So, what restriction do you want to put on yourself? Or do you want any restrictions at all? The only way that you can exist without restrictions is to cease to exist. To give up your power. To give up what you believe to be the way. Give it up. If you give it up, give up the way you think it should be done, and you give it over to God on how God wishes it to be done, you will never go wrong. You could not possibly go wrong. It has to be perfect because God is perfection. God is already. Whatever you want, God is already. Whatever you want to be, God is already. Whatever condition you want, God is already. Whatever love you desire, God is already. Whatever money you want to make, God is already. Whatever health health condition you want, God is already. Whatever family you want, God is already. Whatever friends you want, God is already. Whatever business you want, God is already. God is the thing that you want inside. So, the conversation that I'm having is about what I love teaching. I love teaching the spiritual and mental natural laws of the universe and how they play out in our lives. I love to teach that. And the reason I love teaching that is because I was always obsessed with the causes of things when I was younger. I wanted to know why. So in order to know why, you have to go to the source of everything. So if I ask why, 
just as a question why the answer is God at the end of the day now why would I say is God at the end of the day some people use the word God in the wrong way they think it's somebody outside of them that has a power over them that they can control that they can control them that's a part that that's dominating their lives and then atheists go well I don't want some power outside of me controlling my life so I'm an atheist I don't believe in God like that's really gonna change how things actually are naturally so that's foolish to even think that just because you decide you want to be separate from something that you're a part of that you really apart from how things naturally are that's foolish you 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 have a lot of neuroses in your brain and psychosis that'd be pr that developing of problems because you're actually looking at all right if I'm looking at if I say gravity I don't care about gravity I don't believe in it I don't care so I'm gonna go off this six-story building because you know why I don't I don't obey gravity and your ass die because you went off the damn balcony six stories up so that's foolishness just to go against natural law so you look at how things are right now and then you can adjust yourself because if somebody is an electrician an electrician understand the laws of electricity and how it flows and if they don't understand that they can get killed they can get killed by electricity why? Because there's certain laws that govern electricity. So this place is set up orderly. And the order is not designed to trap you. And that's the biggest problem and the biggest, biggest uh, misunderstanding about the way this thing is set up. The, the reason that it's orderly. People don't like order. They like things to be out of order. They like things to be disorganized. Because they think order is politics or the leadership here it's not the politics it's not the leadership it's none of that what it really is is it's harmony that's what it is harmony perfect harmony begets perfect power because har perfect harmony is just 100% non-resistance. There is nothing to resist if you have perfect harmony. There is no resistance. That's all perfect harmony is. Absolutely no resistance. No restriction. If something is unorganized, the structure itself is what is restricted. And this is the same with mental and spiritual law. Mental and spiritual law begets physical law and physical manifestation laws of physics laws of chemistry there's a perfect order and the imperfect order is the physical how do we know the imperfect order is the physical we know the imperfect order is the physical because everything physical dies eventually it deteriorates it rips apart and it dies eventually so that's how we know it's imperfect because the mental and spiritual order doesn't die. 
it's it's orderly and it has to it's not born so it can't die so it's the foundation of what is but it's not it's not what is it's beyond is it is not it's beyond that you can't touch it you can't see it you can't smell it you can't taste it but it is and that's the thing about mental and spiritual law it can't be touched it's perfect in itself and what does perfect mean perfect does not mean it's how I want it and think it to be your life reflects how orderly how you organize your mindset how well you organize your mindset and behavior and energy patterns with the universal energy patterns <clears throat> what's greatest for the whole is greatest for the individual what benefits the whole benefits the individual we can only see how this is logically true so this universe if you look out in the universe and you look at you look up at the sky if you look up at the sky for any amount of time and you really observe it without judging it with that's a planet that's Mars that's Venus this is this constellation that constellation and put all these complex words like you actually think you know something you, you go into a state of awe because you don't know what it is that makes you feel so connected to a star that's billions of light years away you can't even comprehend how you are the star you can't comprehend it mentally but that's the experience you have so pseudo scientists will say people with very logical brains will say well that's pseudoscience why because my intellectual brain can't retain that well that's because your intellectual brain is vibrating on a physical it only operates in a physical realm looking at what you can see taste touch smell and hear which is a is the call effects of a greater cause so you're looking at the effects you're not looking at the cause so that's why you you won't believe it because you're looking at the effects if you trace the effects back to the source of things every scientist if you re if they real with themselves say it all starts in energy and you ask them what is energy they can't tell you they don't know they just know it's infinite and everything comes from it and everything's developed from it everything is vibrating at the intense rate of speed right now and I'm talking about everything I don't care if it's a rock you think a rock is is solid and it's just sitting there no it's vibrating at an intense intensely fast speed to the point where you can't even you don't even know you can't even conceive it because it's vibrating so fast it's vibrating and it's energy 99.9% .9 of it is energy so that energy that's vibrating that fast is making you believe with your senses that it's solid but you know with your with your intel with your intelligence with your observation that it's not we can literally put it under a microscope and realize it's not we can see so the scientists are looking at what they can see and the 99.9% .9 of what they can't see they call pseudoscience but it's a part of the science that they study the energy holds the atoms in place 
moves the atoms the way they influence the atoms. They influence, influence the electrons, the photons. They influence those to move in a certain way. The mind and spirit does. So they don't want to study that though because they can't see it. And so they're so trapped in their thinking and in their intellectual thinking that they don't even consider that there's some other cause outside of the effects that they see. They see a chain reaction. I punch you in the face, you want to punch me in the face now. That's a chain reaction. And then they got all kind of science that backs it up. They go, see, he retaliated. There's no way that he can't feel negatively if a person punched him in the face. Now he immediately wants to retaliate with a punch in the face. Now, psychologists might start talking about that and the science behind that. But at the end of the day, the idea of separation and the identity of separation, me being separate from you, that mindset, which is inconsistent with how things actually are, based on the, based on the Big Bang. That's inconsistent with how things actually are when you consider the Big Bang. The Big Bang was one. And they know, they know from experimentation that anything that was once connected is always connected no matter what. They said every piece of substance in this universe, if you uh, condensed it down, it would be the size of a, the, uh, the, a pea. The size of a pea in your hand. Every, all the contents in the universe. The rest of it is empty space and energy. So what tells you what's, what's expansive enough to hold an entire universe in place and it continues to expand it? Energy is. Not the physical stuff. It's only a pea's worth of physical stuff. So what is it? So people who say that the idea of separation, that caused the person to be able to punch another person in the face with, with anger. They're not observing the true order. And it caused disharmony. That's what happened. There's never a time when somebody attacks another person and they, they feel oneness with them. There's no way. Because there would be no resistance. The only way that you can attack something else or I had an idea that you can attack something else is if you had an idea that I'm separate from me. And by attacking that, I'm not hurting myself. I'm defending something. What are you defending exactly? Defending an identity? What are you, what are you defending? That's the question. So you're not really defending anything. It's an illusion because it's not consistent with the harmony of the universe. So it's these types of things, it's these types of things that cause disharmony. So I can't just make up my own rules with this. Even though that's what people try to do. I'm about to make up my own rules. I'm gonna make it so I'm gonna make it how I want it. Well you gonna make these rules and if they're not and if they're not consistent if they're not consistent with um, if the rules are not consistent with the way n things naturally are then you're going to experience disharmony because you're trying to separate yourself because you have the choice you got the choice of living in a separate identity or living in a harmonious identity you got a choice and all the ego is is an attempt to live outside of the lines of nature the natural laws of spirit and mind and spirit. It's attempting to live outside of it. It's saying, "Can I'm about to create a whole reality of my own. 
I'm going to separate myself from the, from the current of God, and I'm going to create on my own. I'm about to see what I can do on my own, separate from God. That's the ego. So everything the ego does is trying to go against the harmony, against the unity, against oneness. So it gives you the idea that a pers- anybody outside of you or think different than you is an enemy because you're making your own reality separate from the harmonious reality. And so since I am who I am, I'm my thinking, and I'm creating this reality of thoughts, and they're separate from the way you're thinking, then that means that you're an enemy. The idea is an enemy. It's just the idea. It's the idea. So this ideas, that's what the ego is, a collection of ideas. The first original idea is that I can create independently of nature, of spirit and nature. And the essence of, of nature is love. So if I'm creating independently of nature, I'm creating independently of love. And if I'm creating independently of love, I'm creating what's called the absence of love, and that's fear. I'm creating fear. I'm creating fearfully. Because I'm not I'm trying not to harmonize with the whole because I need to see what I can do on my own. It's this idea that I'm an individual, and I want to emphasize that my individuality, but the truth is you're not an individual. You're not an individual, and that's the truth. There are no individuals in this universe. There was one. That one is all that ever existed because anything that was once unified always is unified and if it came from life it must be life if it came from it it must be it so it doesn't matter what we try to do and how we try to escape this reality the reality will always be that we are one with whatever created this because we came from whatever created this you can't get out of a bag which is not there So since we came out of the bag of the universe, since we came out of it, we must have been in it already. We must have been unified with it because otherwise we wouldn't be here. So this is why I get obsessed about teaching the laws of mind and spirit. Because if you understand the laws of mind and spirit, you'll understand how it liberates you. Not limits you, but liberates you. You have the liberty to do anything that you want. That is consistent with the laws of nature. So guess what somebody does when they try to when they murder somebody? They're exercising a certain law. It's that presence of free will. We are conscious reflections of God and we are the exorcism of his free will we're the exorcism of his free will 
how can his free will be displayed unless there are opposites to choose from? The free will couldn't be displayed. The fact that we can choose gives us free will. The fact that there is two different ways of moving gives us free will. It gives us the free will. And that's what you're experiencing. You're experiencing free will. how it goes it's how it goes so hopefully this made sense to you hopefully you can grasp this and take this in and start to align yourself and start learning about how nature is and then align yourself with nature because that means you're aligning your conscious free will with the laws of the universe and when you align your free will which is the things you want and you align it with the with the way nature is nature is going to give you anything that you want that moves things forward if it's if it's consistent with the laws of nature it's going to give it to you because you are nature you're not separate from it but when you act like a free radical When you act like a free radical and you threaten the harmony of the system, you got to be detained. And that's why I feel so negatively with the shepherd. I'm out.